0: primitive screw heads. Listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants.
1: What was that rocket? What
2: rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket.
0: Drive the ruckus, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Who else is in the
2: the only one. You I'm, my you want I'm in the my, my prime.
3: You want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. What up everyone, DJ Nubis, with you on Metal Tavern Radio, the podcast, episode 79 of the Hordes of Chaos. All right, so we open up with Merciless doing some Venom in the league with Satan. Could it be Satan? Uh, great show lined up for you today, um, new stuff, a lot of new stuff, um, more of the um, noteworthy ages, Napalm Death ingested. Incantation, Vicious Rumors, and much, much more. Got some label stuff sent to me. Soul Wound, as well as Suicide Nation and Cryptwalk. So I got a lot of stuff coming at you. Solid rock block for you later on. Got some cool topics to get to. Unfortunately, a couple of passings to talk about as well. Uh, but we'll get that in due time. Let's get rolling. Going to kick off uh track sent to me by Inverse records it's called the band's called soul wound soul wound and the song is meat puppets and here we go your mind is calm you are at peace you have no regrets you have no fears
2: you have no friends you have no family you are a machine you follow orders you kill all humanity When you are done, you will kill yourself. Your mind is calm. Isaac Goldsmith.
0: This is from Exhortation. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio.
3: Yeah, from the United Kingdom. This is Endless. Creatures of Habit. Fucking awesome death metal there. Uh, before that, another awesome band, Ouroboros Solem, uh, from Mexico, with their new release, Heterot. Heter- Heterodox. Heterodox. Something like that. Uh, anyway, two great releases there. Um, I took some of their songs that I listened to on those records, threw them on my iPod. I've been jamming those uh, records lately. Check them out. Very cool bands. Uh, the first thing, topic-wise, I wanted to get to was uh, Mr. Crypt from Metal Mania. turned me on to a, a TV series that I, I kind of saw in Shudder, like I saw the the little thumbnail that was for a new show. I just didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, it does star Zachary Quinto, who plays Spock in the newer versions of Star Trek. Uh, he was also in American Horror Story Season 2, I believe, which was Asylum. Uh, that was a really, really good role for him. And This is also another good role for him. Uh, so I'm a big fan. Uh, the show itself... I I watched the first season. The second season, it's on AMC. And, uh... If you have Shudder, you can catch the first season on, um... Shudder right now. The second season, I'm having to watch on demand for, uh... You know, my cable provider, but... So, basically... Zachary plays a character called Charlie Manx, and he is, like, a Immortal. What we kind of have here... This is almost kind of like, um... I don't know, it's sort of like Heroes, only we've got, it's a little bit different. It's almost, It's it's it, you know, you got these superna- people with supernatural abilities and uh, they all come in different forms. And in the case of uh, Charlie Manx, which is Zachary Quinto's character, uh, he can be immortal, but he has to basically feed out the souls of children. So basically, he runs around as like 1938 Rolls Royce uh lures these kids in you know at various places and as he's driving to this place called Christmas land which is what he promises these kids will all enjoy for the rest of their life uh in his in in his way of mind or whatever he thinks he's saving them from earth but in reality he's just using them uh but so on his trip through this car is when he's you know you see this transformation if he's a, he's in his old form so he's an old man most of the time and as he's traveling with these kids he starts to get younger and they start to like kind of deteriorate to the point where they, they become like these little demons so like they've got like the real sharp teeth and they have a hunger for flesh by the time they reach christmas land they all kind of abide by his rules but he gathers them all up into this like place Now, you had this other uh, semi-supernatural person, uh, Victoria Vic McQueen, played by Ashley Cummings, and she has the ability to basically transport uh, to certain locations using this uh, bridge that basically comes and goes whenever she thinks about something. So if she wants to be at a certain place or thinks about a certain item that she wants, the bridge will appear and she'll jump on her bike and go. Now there's some different things that play into this one. She apparently needs like a certain motorcycle to, to, to achieve this. Now I'm not going to get too detailed, but it seems like she can't just use any bike to achieve this goal. So it has to be something special. Um, then one of my favorite characters is actually played by Jakar J. Smith as Margaret Lay. And, uh, She basically uses this bag of runes, which tells her, you know, she can ask a question. It's almost like, uh, uh, cards in a way, you know, so, tarot cards. So, she asks her bag, you know, a certain question, pulls out the tiles, and they, she then has to kind of spell out what they mean. Uh... But she's one of my favorite characters in this, just because she's a little more free-flowing and everything else. I'm, I'm having a hard time with Ashley's acting. It's not that it's bad. Uh, I just, I don't know, It's I'm not feeling it totally yet. But uh, the show itself is kind of cool. I kind of blew through season one, and season two I'm kind of starting, but I'm just... Kind of holding back a little bit because I'm trying to let it process a little bit, but it's a pretty cool show, basically, the whole thing is uh you got ca- Charlie Max, who's basically kidnapping these kids over a period of years uh, and Vic is out to try to stop him and season one you know it comes to the conclusion one way or the other season two is just continue off of that, but uh there's always a price to pay for a lot of this um. For her, I'm not sure what the long term issue is, but every time she uses her her little bridge, uh, she gets like these like real, this real red eye. Like it, it looks like she has pink eye or an allergy forming, but it just turns like there's like blood dripping. Like it, it must be fucking with the blood blood vessels in the eye or something. When every time she does it, so it it has its consequences. Just like with Maggie. Uh, Jakarta Smith's character, like, she uses the runes, but it has, like, a tendency to throw her into a seizure of sorts, so the more you use it, the more risky it becomes, and it's, I don't know exactly yet with Charlie Manx, like, what exactly the drawback is, maybe he gets older faster, but there's a tie-in with the car that's been around for a long time, and... You'll you'll see as you watch the series if you choose to check it out. It will There's this just like close relationship between Manx and the car So uh, it's an interesting uh, series it, Basically the, the way it's it's called Nos for a Two so it's sort of like Nosferatu to play on that. I'm sure of which Basically, is kind of leading Manx as a sort of vampire, but it's not your traditional blood-sucking vampire he's just it's kind of, I want to kind of use, like, the psychic version. Like, where you'd fire up what we do in the shadows with the series in there with the guy doing that. He's not, like, a real vampire, but he uses uh, psychic energy to, like, suck it out of people. And that's sort of kind of, like, what happens here. But um, it's an interesting series. Uh, check it out. NOS, the number 4A and the number 2. Nos for A2. Or A two. Alright, so new stuff in this next block uh from ages gonna kick it off for us and I am so excited, it was a great record. I loved our last one. It was one of my favorites of the year. This one not sure if it's gonna make my best of this, but it's really fucking close. Like I just it kinda started off a little rough, uh, but as it progressed I got more and more into it. Probably have to go back and revisit some more. Uh we'll see how it goes. I may end up changing my mind, but uh, I got a song laid out for you. It's called Pyres, and here we go. <laughs> Unfortunately, some sad news to pass along to those that don't already know. Uh, Frank Benali, drummer from uh, Quiet Riot, as well as Wasp, passed away recently. Uh, Pancreatic cancer, I believe, was the issue there. Um, Apparently, his family had had it. Um, Just different different versions of it. I think his dad had it, but his mother had something else, uh, breast cancer or something, but... Uh, not very lucky in that sense, but Frank was probably about 68, I think, so to some degree he managed to make most of his life, you know, without that issue, but uh, it is sad to see him go. I do remember him when he played in Quiet Riot. Apparently he stuck with Quiet Riot, like, for a long time, even after uh, Kevin Debro left, Singer left first time, came back, and then eventually passed away in 2007. Uh, And then, of course, I remember also from the Headless Children album, Wasp, and he did play in Crimson Idol and some of the other albums after that, but uh, most of the Wasp stuff that I like is from Headless Children to the beginning, so I don't speak much about the other records all that much. Um, But, uh... You know, Frank also was part of the Hearing Aid, uh, where they had all the hard rock stars get together, like Dio, um, Ozzy, and a few of them, when they did that uh, Hearing Aid song Stars. Uh, He was influenced by John Bonham, as well as uh, Buddy Rich, who was a jazz drummer, and a few others. he also actually played in 1982 and won a Billy Thorpe's record, which I did not know. I'm going to have to go check that out and listen to that and see uh, what that's all about. Uh, the other passing I want to talk about is Riley Gale. Uh, recently, that was more recently, like about a day or two ago. Uh, actually, yesterday, I think, in fact. I was just talking about it. But uh, he's a singer of Power Trip, and they were one of those up-and-coming thrash metal bands uh, that I had the luxury to see uh, in 2016, I believe, over at Soundstage. I was talking with uh, another friend of mine on Facebook about it. Um, that was a great lineup, you know. You had uh, Napalm Death, Pig Destroyer, Reality, Black Dahlia Murder, and of course, Power Trip, and you know, Riley was a, a great, great frontman. Uh, very political. I remember that was shortly after Trump had gotten elected and both he and Barney were having their way at talking about how their dissatisfaction with it all. Mm-hmm. So but Riley was, you know, from most of the people that knew him personally and met him, uh, really nice guy down to earth, uh, would take the time out for fans and whatnot. And really, uh the music of uh Power Trip was just amazing. Like um it's really kind of a bummer. Uh, and he wasn't that old, like, unlike Frank, uh, Riley was only 34, so I'm not sure, they haven't done the autopsy yet, so I don't know exactly what the passing was due to, um, it could have been drugs, I don't know, I don't really know much about Riley, uh, apart from the band stuff, um, so I really don't know, it could be anything, um, I don't want to allude that it was drugs or anything, but, uh, who, who knows. Uh I know that Ice T had posted a Twitter, you know, a tribute to his friend Riley Gale, gone far too soon. Uh, cause they had done a collaboration effect. It was one of those ones they did online, uh, via video and all that, so uh they were friends, uh got along very well. It just sucks, you know, I just way too young, dude. I mean I'm fifty and I can't even imagine being thirty four and gone already. <laughs> You know, as much as uh, I had dealt with depression and suicide for years, uh, never thinking I was going to make it past 30. Like, now, looking back, I'm like, I just I can't even imagine. 34 years is just not long at all. Hell, 68 years technically isn't long either, but that's, you know, that's still like 30-something plus more than what Riley's got going on right now. So I just feel like problem with Frank is, you know, pancreatic, cancer is a beast like he got it in 2019 and it didn't take long to take his life that's how fucking uh, crazy that that particular cancer is it same thing happened to Patrick Swayze just once it gets a hold of you man you're done like it's really a nasty fucking thing Um, hopefully once they figure out what happened to Riley we'll get a little more clarification on that but uh, it's a sad day sad week Far too many musicians dying lately and it's a real bummer. Uh, Frank left a lot of legacy there with Quiet Right and Wasps and that's just too bad. I really hate that. All right back on to some more upbeat stuff, sorta. <laughs> um, next block I've got some new stuff all the way around. Uh, expendency ingested. I'm still teetering on whether or not this ingested album is going to be one of my favorites of the year. It's like so fucking close. I just I haven't really decided. Uh, and Napalm Death is going to kick it off. They have a new record out. It's a fucking good record. I don't know if I like it as much as Apex Predator or Time Waits for No Slave but uh, it's definitely an 8 out of 10 for me. It has a lot of cool tracks on it. Um, certainly one, still one of my favorite bands to this day regardless. They just have such a huge catalog of music one of the first CDs I ever picked up was that Harmony Corruption and it was all like downhill from there I just I love that band and here's a new track from them acting in Gouge Faith to kick it all off here we go
0: is Sky Nielsen Promotions. I offer the most affordable, effective, independent metal promotions one can find. If you've got a metal band, project, or art that you want promoted, simply search for Sky Nielsen Promotions, and you're listening to Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio. She's
2: in love with herself.
3: Expediency ultimate damage closing out that last block. DJ Anubis with you with the Hordes of Chaos episode 79. Getting to crank into our rock lock here. Today I've got some cadaver, magic circle, some queens ministry. We're gonna kick it off though with some brother Kane going back to the 90s. <inaudible>
0: Next stop.
3: do you have the need for speed well if you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team then contact Carmichael Racing Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champion and flat cart season you can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L race to the finish line in Mardella Speedway at Diamondhead Arena in Gilbert PA March 13 through the 15 2020 they will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing, together you can soar as the engines will.
1: Brush my back, make me feel all right Now the best time
2: I've given up had You look so good, oh baby,
1: you funky man <laughs>
0: that reminds me of you. Every night, the dreams return to haunt me. Your rosary wrapped around your throat. I wake awake and sweat, afraid to fall asleep. I see your face looking back at me.
1: Jessica from Factory of Dreams, you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio.
3: All right, Ministry closing out our rock block today. So, some uh, trailer reviews to talk about. Three of them, in fact. Uh, All three, though, uh, pertain to DC Comics. Uh, So, it wasn't intentional. That's just how it was. So, we have trailers that came out recently for The Batman, Wonder Woman 1984, and The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The sequel. So, we'll get into Batman first. Uh, Here is DC yet again trying their hand at another version of Batman I personally love the Christian Bale version uh, I do like My- Michael Keaton was not really a big Ben Affleck uh, fan I didn't like uh, was it Superman versus uh, Batman I thought Ben's version of an older Batman was okay um, especially when I use it in that context However, he really wasn't the character for me. I didn't really... But I wasn't crazy about the Superman either. Like, I just... I can't get it either one of those guys as actors, really. Um, I mean, Ben has some other films that are good, but... Anywho. Uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be taking on the role of Batman this time around. And this one... This version of Batman... Is more of like a detective noir. Like it's it's not your traditional stuff. That we're used to seeing. So this is like Batman. Much younger. In an earlier version. Of his uh, vigilante justice. And. Um, basically. It's in second year fighting crime. Batman explores the corruption. That got Gotham Sim. As well as his own. Tie to his own family. So from what I've read a little bit. Batman's going to be looking at his own. Wealth, I guess, as a billionaire, as to part of the problem. Which, you know, I, I think this is all like sort of the pandering to the politics of it all, which I hate. But it, it's something to certainly look at as a plot line. Um, so Some interesting uh, co-star: Zoe Kravitz is going to be playing Catwoman. Paul Dano is going to be playing the Riddler, and I, I like a lot of his work. I'd kind of forgotten that he was in The Girl Next Door in 2004. Like, he was like the nerdy dude in that. Uh, but he's done stuff like There Will Be Blood. He played a, you know, a, a religious guy in that. was really good. Um, Where the Wild Things Are. Looper. Also, um, Love and Mercy. He was great as Brian Wilson in that. That was a great movie. Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. That was funny. A little, some little bit of drama in there with that. So, mm-hmm. He's going to be playing the Riddler, and I think that's going to be pretty interesting and something to check out. Uh, What else we got going on here? Uh, Colin Farrell's going to be playing Penguin. So he's got, like, at least two or three uh, nemesis villains. I mean, Catwoman's generally a good person, but she's kind of, like, riding that line. Usually, at least uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's version was in the Batman with Keaton. Um... And John Totoro's in this as well. He plays a crime lord. So there's some big names in this involved. I checked out the uh the trailer for that and uh like I like the car they use in this, it's pretty cool looking. You know, they've kind of stayed away from all the super high tech that they we're used to seeing in the Batman movies, so this is more bare bones a little bit. So it does look interesting. Um I'm not sure yet until we like, I don't even know if it's going to be in the theaters or not. A lot of stuff's starting to come out on on demand. So, hopefully... This, I'm, I'm hoping to get back out to the theaters to see some shit. Because I'm kind of liking, loving the movies and whatnot. Um, so, Wonder Woman 1984. Now, the first one... First off, Gal Gadot does a great job as Wonder Woman. She fits the part. Uh, does a really good job. I like her as an actress. My problem with the first movie is... Like, I have all the DC prior, except for the Batman trilogy of Bale like the stuff that they tried to do afterwards with Donna Justice Aquaman all that her movie and Aquaman were really the only ones I liked as far as like decent DC movies now the first Wonder Woman though the ending I didn't really care for it I, like I thought it kind of ruined the experience but it was still like a high 9 out of 10 for me as far as the movies concerned this one uh, certainly feels like it's gonna be pretty good too you have uh, Kristen Wiig as we playing Cheetah, her nemesis in this, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Chris Pine's returning as Steve Trevor. Uh, somehow they've managed to sort of bring him back into it. I thought he died first time around, but uh. um, Robin Wright from House of Cards uh, is in this as well, so I'll be happy about that. She's a great actress. Um, so. Synopsis is Dynet comes into conflict with two formidable foes, media businessman Maxwell Lord and Friend Turned Enemy Barbara Minerva Minerva uh slash Cheetah. So that's gonna be happening and that's gonna have the whole 80s vibe, I'm sure. It'll be a lot of fun checking that out. And the third one was the Suicide Squad. Now the first one I wanted to love so much, but and when I read the synopsis for the second one. I think they should have started with this one because the the idea behind this one is Amanda Waller re- reassembles the Suicide Squad with members old and new, sends in on a mission to liberate South American uh, South American country. Now that's a little more bare bones. The first one they they tried to come out with, you know, they were already pitting them up against uh, uh, you know a supernatural force and. uh that's like a tall task already when you're trying to bring in these villains to play heroes. And they've already got their own baggage. So, still not sure how this is going to play out with the second one. However, uh, cast-wise, it's going to be pretty cool. Got Margot Robbie returning as Harlequin. Uh, Idris Elbra would be playing Bloodsport. I love Idris. Uh, he should have been James Bond. Uh joe kimmins rick Flagg, you got john cena the wrestler playing peacemaker not sure how it's going to play out but it would be kind of fun michael rooker is going to be in this uh who else we got sean gunn played weasel and there's just there's a quite a big list here of other people that i'm not super familiar with but uh i'm hoping that this uh turns out to be a lot better i didn't see birds of prey yet i need to really check it out but uh I like the Suicide Squad uh, plotline and theory behind it all. Just the first movie really didn't live up to expectations. Uh, despite the fact that Margot Robbie really played it well. I mean, I, she did a great job with that. That's She's gonna, you know obviously got her own movie and is coming back for this. So she's like your, your rock. If you're going to stick to one particular character as your foundation, she would be the one you would do that with. All right. Next block, I got some Grisvelus and Bear Mace, but we're gonna kick off with brand new stuff: Incantation, Furies Manifest. to take care of all your automotive needs and get in touch with Stalphurst Auto Service in Millersville, and Maryland. Stalphurst takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stalphurst is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stalphurst is a professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics who do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find in other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick Neko sent you yeah. Alright. That Bear Mace release is fucking awesome. but uh, And that song Xenomorphic Conquest. That was a really great track. However, man, that is so layered with uh, death worship there. If you didn't catch, like, that riff with spiritual healing in there. (laughs) I was like, yep, I was singing, like, spiritual healing the entire time they were cracking down on that riff. Uh, That's okay, though. I love when uh, bands give death worship. I have no problem with that. Song is still arranged in a way that makes it their own, but uh, you can definitely hear some death in there. Uh, So... Neko was out, here she is, doing her thing on the ocean right now, and sent me a topic. Now, I don't know a whole lot about this, because apparently there's a doc on Netflix right now called John was Trying to Contact Aliens, so I have not watched it yet. However, there is an article about it. Uh, You can find it on pitchfork.com, and basically it's about a guy named John Shepard from 1971 to 1998. He was. he has like an extensive vinyl record collection and he's apparently been trying to broadcast music out to space and like to make somehow make contact or draw aliens in. Now granted, we've apparently had visitors visitation by aliens all these years, so whether or not that has anything to do with it or not, who knows. Um But he uses like, you know, mostly, I should say, just uses instrumental music, which is smart. You know, you don't want to, it's not that they're going to be offended because they probably don't even know what our language is, but uh, it would make more sense to use stuff that is delved into just sound and instrumental pieces. So he uses like classic rock, reggae, um, jazz, piano stuff. Uh, electronic music, exploratory jazz, stuff like that. And I just find it very interesting. uh, His thing, you know, Shepard saw music as a way to invite extraterrestrials to connect to pipe their curiosity and draw them close enough to Earth that he could study them. Now, I don't know, outside of that part of it, like I'm not sure how he's going to study them. Uh, They have probably the technology to study us more than the other way around. Uh, they've always been far more advanced if you believe in UFOs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it, it sounds like a pretty interesting subject matter. Uh, title of this article is Meet the Man Who Used Craftwork, Fili Kuti, and Other Fascinating Music to Try to Lure Aliens to Earth. Now, he had to stop in 98 because, obviously, uh, this is all out of his own pocket, so he was, like, designing systems that could reach out further into the atmosphere, you know, to pipe in his music, and it comes costly at that point, so I understand that part of it. I don't even know right now if he's had much success with it in terms of finding anything, but, uh, you know, they got questions in here for Jim and all that, and I mean... <laughs> Literally, he's been doing this for a long time, so be sure to check it out. It's on pitchfork.com. If not, you can go into Netflix, and like I said, it's John something, what was it? Um, John was trying to contact aliens, that's the name of the doc. I'll probably check it out sometime this week, just for shits and giggles, but uh, interesting thing to use music to try to communicate with aliens. Not too far-fetched, though. All right, let's get crushing the music again. Um, Got some classic Paradise Lost coming up. New stuff in the next block, though. Golden Blood, uh, Suicide Nation sent to us by Grand Sounds Promotions. And then we're going to kick it off for brand new Vicious Rumors. This record was fucking awesome, too, so check it out. Here we go. Hey, Now, it's our radio podcast, episode seventy-nine of the Hordes of Chaos. I want to thank you all for tuning in today. As usual, I hope you enjoyed the music. A lot of new stuff coming at you. Special thanks to Sky Nielsen Promotions for promoting our site, doing all the hard work she does. Krypton Scully, Metal Mania, another great show you can catch weekly on Wednesday nights. Uh, They do video podcasts uh, with a lot of interviews and whatnot. Talked a little bit about uh, Riley Gale the other night as well. Check them out. Very good. Good friends of mine and and Echoes. A lot of good material. Play a lot of great music. Sometimes not always what we play here. So it's a good thing to check out both shows. You get to check a little bit of everything. One last track for you from Mike Giuliano and Horror Pain. It's called Crypt Walk, and the band's or the uh, song is called Pig Sticker. Here we go. See you later. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.